Welcome back to Stand. We're with Mike Barry, a Marine Corps veteran and vice president of external affairs for uh, Lib First Liberty Institute. Uh, Mike, we were just talking right at the end of the last uh, segment. I was just asking about that religious accommodation policy. Is that now in place? And that does that only apply to people who are trying to excuse themselves from being involved with abortions for religious reasons? Or is it a more blanket religious accommodation policy to handle all kinds of situations? Yeah, that, that policy is now in place across the entire VA. Uh, Stephanie Carter herself has taken advantage of it. So she has a religious accommodation and anyone else in the VA can also seek a religious accommodation. And yeah, it, you know, the federal law doesn't limit itself to only those who have a religious objection to abortion. So just as you, you indicated, uh, you can ask for a religious accommodation from, from anything. You know, I mean, it's, I, I know it's not one necessarily one of the cases that we're, we're covering today, but an example is one of the cases we just won at the U.S. Supreme Court in a unanimous, unanimous decision is a, a, a federal uh, postal service employee who asked to be accommodated, a religious accommodation, to not have to work on Sundays because he's a Sabbath observant Christian. So you can request an accommodation to observe the Sabbath, to not participate in abortions, to not have to eat certain types of food, et cetera, so on and so forth. So uh, yes, under federal law, uh, Americans have the right to seek a religious accommodation from pretty much anything. Doesn't mean that you're gonna get it granted, you know, it just means the government now has to meet a very high standard if it's going to deny it. It's great news. Great to hear about all these victories. Something I appreciate about your organization is you don't just advocate on behalf of Christians. You advocate on behalf of all religious liberties, which is so fundamental under the U.S. Constitution. I read about a case that you're advocating for online called Shields of Strength for our military personnel. I could get into all the details in the story that are just a tearjerker, but could you tell us the story from your perspective? Because I know you guys are right in the center of it. Yeah, I mean, this is a case that's currently right in the middle of litigation that's, that's been ongoing now. Uh, but Shields of Strength is a company. It's a faith-based company based uh, in Texas. Uh, the owner is Kenny Vaughn. Uh, he's the founder and, and, and owner of Shields of Strength. And for decades, he, he's very passionate about our country, and he's a huge supporter of our military. And for decades, he has produced uh, and, and, and made available to service members, to veterans, to their families, their loved ones, uh, what I would call a replica dog tag. So this is not your military-issued dog tag, but this is a replica dog tag that looks like a military dog tag. The difference is on one side of the dog tag, it will have something like, you know, proud Army wife or proud Air Force veteran. And on the other side, it'll have a Bible verse. Uh, you know, and it can be pretty much any Bible verse you want that can fit on a dog tag. I mean, obviously, very popular ones might be John 3.16 or something like that. And for years, the military loved these shields of strength. In fact, I had one when I was on active duty. I knew a lot of people that had them. Chaplains would hand them out like candy because people, they were really, really popular. Well, lo and behold, the, the Department of Defense uh, decided that they wanted to shut down shields of strength. Why? because they began trademarking the, the, the military logos and the word Army uh, and the word Air Force, and they began demanding royalty payments from others. And, and what they told, not just Kenny Vaughn and Shields of Strength, but pretty much any company that wanted to make anything related, any kind of military you know, paraphernalia, they said, you can make the paraphernalia and you can produce it and you can you know, sell it or give it away or whatever, as long as it doesn't have religious words or phrases on it. So in other words, they were wow. singling out targeting 
Bible verses, you know, religious words, uh, God, you know, God bless America, things like that, and saying you can make these and you can distribute them as long as they don't have anything religious on them. That's that's just blatant discrimination. Under law, you cannot single out religion for less favorable mm -hmm. treatment. You know, if you can put on 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 one side, uh, go Cowboys or go, you know, insert right. the name of your favorite sports team, then you can also put God bless America or John 316. But we've had to take this case to federal court because the Pentagon has uh, dug in its heels and 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 they, you know, they just refuse to to back down. So uh, and and look, it's a it's a replica dog tag that has an inspiring and encouraging scripture verse on it. You know, maybe from the book of Jeremiah, right? I will be, I will not be afraid. I will be strong and courageous. You would think that's the, exactly the type of thing that we want people in our military wearing around their neck, mm -hmm. keeping close to their heart uh, as a source of motivation and encouragement. And yet, instead, uh, our Department of Defense is trying to squelch that and take that away. And I, I, you know, I think it's in line with with what we were talking about before the break, which is religious hostility in our military really seems to be on the rise. You know, where people of faith, and it's not, as you said, it's not just Christians, it's people of any faith are finding themselves with a big target on their back if they're serving in our military. And yet they're the very people who are out there on the front lines defending our religious freedom. So they right. shouldn't have it taken away from them. Mike, why do you think that's, that it's on the rise? What, what has precipitated all of this, do you think? Hmm. Well, I can certainly tell you that under the current administration, uh, there's just an, a flat-out disrespect, right, for for religion and for religious freedom. Uh, they don't respect people of faith. They uh, certainly don't want to be tolerant of them. You know, it's funny how we continue or to continually are told, you know, you've got to be tolerant. Uh, we need diversity. Well, what they really mean is we want people who believe exactly what we want them to believe. And we only want diversity when it's the type of diversity that favors us. But if it's a person of faith, then then they're intolerant of it. Uh, and so that, that hostility, I think, comes from just, uh, number one, they don't understand the Constitution and what it means, hmm. how it applies in the military context. And number two, they don't respect the value that, that faith and religion and spiritual fitness provides to our military. Mm -hmm. Religious freedom is truly a force multiplier because the vast majority of people who serve in our military are people of faith. Every statistical measure, every survey, every poll conducted continues to show year after year that people most likely to join the military are people who self-identify as highly religious. That's who who's, who joins the military more than anybody else. And yet those are the very same people who are being told, you're not welcome here. And yet, and then our Pentagon scratches hmm. their head and wonders why we have such a recruiting crisis. <laughs> I was going to say, with, based on the cases that you're telling us, I think we all can understand now why we have a recruitment problem. If you're saying the people most likely to join the military are people who are people of faith, and then the military isn't honoring and making accommodations for faith, then they're not finding themselves welcome in the military. I want to follow up on this Shields of Faith case. Where are you guys at in this process? I mean, the Vons, have, it seems like they've been in this fight for a while, and lawfare can drag out for a really long time and be hard on the heart, and just it's just a morale challenge. Um, you, you start at the first court, you go to the appellate court, then the other appellate court, and then maybe the Supreme Court. Where are you guys at in that process? 
We're still at the trial court, so it's still in the sort of the early stages of this. Um, and as you point out, it, it can be a long, difficult road, especially for the clients. I, I do think it's important to point out that, that one uh, really neat thing about First Liberty is we are a nonprofit. And so right. everything we do is pro bono. Our clients will never receive a bill from us. So even though litigation is very, very expensive, uh, we cover that. Uh, mm-hmm. And we make sure that our clients don't have to don't have to face that expense. We cover that for them. Um, but that also means that, you know, First Liberty, you know, we're using our own resources to do that. So uh, we are a, an, a nonprofit. We're 100 percent donor funded. Uh, and so if people want to learn more or learn how to support us, we encourage them to go to firstliberty.org uh, so that you can learn about our cases. And I, I'll just say this as well. I know I'm biased, but. Uh, I'm very proud to be a part of First Liberty because we are one of the very few organizations out there that when we see this type of injustice, whether it's the Navy SEALs, whether it's Stephanie Carter, whether it's Shields of Strength, we fight mm-hmm. and we fight and we win. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today, Mike. Nikki and I actually encountered the leader of First Liberty, uh, Kelly Shackelford, um, gosh, before we were married, right, Nikki? Early in our career when we were still law students. And he's been in this fight all this time. And just watching the successes that your organization has had, and you're absolutely right, you're in the fight and you're legit. And you you fight on this battlefront and then on so many others for people and have made incredible and significant gains uh, for First Amendment rights for all Americans. You know, what you do for for one client here, actually, like the postal worker case, that actually just reverberates across the nation. That's huge for all workers' rights um, to be able to have religious accommodation and observances in the workplace. So uh, again, they're at firstliberty.org. And what Mike is saying is that their clients don't actually have to do the financial lift. They're already taking a stand by saying, hey, I'm going to put my name out there, my family out there, um, be targeted in public and social media, go through years and years of taking on this fight. And First Liberty says, yeah, we'll take on the financial burden. But when First Liberty means that Mike here isn't forking out the dollars. He's doing the legal work. And so what they do is they ask people like our audience if we could stand with them in in the battle and say we can pitch in five bucks or 50 bucks or for some of us who are particularly generous, 500 bucks and help along with this. So if you feel like you want to stand up for our military members and help them with their um, First Amendment rights to free exercise of religion, please jump online, firstliberty.org, and see what you can do to help. And then you'll also see all the other amazing cases that they're doing, because this is just one sliver of it. Um, Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it, giving us insight into all these cases. Uh, We'd love to have you back sometime. We really appreciate all that you're doing. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. And standouts, you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, Stand with Kelly and Nikki Chewbacca. Find us on social media, Kelly for Alaska, YouTube, at The Stand Show. And of course, if you leave a review, you can be our lucky audience member this week who gets a free sticker. Someone asked me, what's a hydro flask? If you don't know, that's cool. It's like the cool new bumper sticker of the 21st century. So if you want to be that lucky audience member, please be sure to leave a review. And we will catch you next week. Stand firm, stand strong. Often the victory comes simply in the standing. We'll see you soon.